Current time is now 7.25 p.m. here in Seoul, South Korea. It's time for Kim Young-dae's Back to the Culture and the only guest on our show where our listeners love to see him not in the studio, but live on Zoom. Young-dae, welcome back. Speaking of North Korea, I'm uh, calling from uh, near, near the north. <laughs> Youngdae is a few 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 minutes away. Youngdae is not lying when he says he lives very close to North Korea. You you're like at the very top of Paju, which is uh you could you could actually there's an observatory there where I think you could look at North Korea, right? Yeah, very um yeah, it's very close to Panmunjom actually. So um well, I, I don't see Panmunjom from here from my rear window, but um it's really close. <laughs> <laughs> That is pretty close, uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, today, you know, for me, uh, you know, th this is one of the segments where uh, I really go at it. I talk a lot. Uh, I have, you know, very talk. I have a lot to say and stuff like that. Today is one of the few days where I don't really know too much about this particular mm. artist. Uh, but when a writer told me that you wanted to bring this up, um, I thought it was very important because doing some study, uh, doing some research on this particular artist, uh, he certainly did have an impact. He is a very renowned artist that if, me, for some reason, I guess at this time, I wasn't listening to that kind of music. Uh, but uh, Park Jong-un uh, passed away not too long ago. Uh, right. He was a uh, very popular singer-songwriter in the, uh, the 90s. I'm sure there are, for example, Watson knows who he is. I'm sure there's uh, many of our uh, Korean listeners know who he is. But first and foremost, can you explain to us who Park Jong-un was? Well, he, he was a talented singer-songwriter, uh, amazing singer, by the way, and uh, also a very good songwriter. That uh, the, the aspect that uh, not many people uh, would know. Um, he's, a, he's not just a great singer, but a fantastic songwriter and arranger. Uh, but, you know, let me tell you that the 90s, as we all know, it's, it's uh, the, the, er the era that's uh, packed with uh, great superstars, right? Uh, it's the era of superstars. We always talk about, you know, how Shin seung or Kim Gong-mo were popular and legendary. You know, we had Gong uh, Yurobi, Shin Hae-chul, well, So tae either, and, and other great musicians, you know, as well as idol singers. So... Park Jong-un was one of the singers. You know he's great. He was great. And uh, you definitely know that you, you have some of the favorites, uh, favorite songs of Park Jong-un. Jong but uh, he's, he's almost, the most of the time, he's, he's kind of semi-forgotten by many people. Yeah. Because 90s were the, just, it was full of legendary singers. Right. So I, I'm not saying Park Jong-un is not legend, but uh, we don't talk about him as much as um, you know he deserved. Yeah, you and, know, and uh, again, which was again, I, I am one of those people, and even uh, Yang Gurum says I've never heard of him, and I almost feel bad because of his. Again, he's left quite a bit of legacy, but I do not remember uh, the name Park Jong Un. But, uh, but, so, but I feel you. But I feel you yeah, because yeah. I mean he, he's one of one of those type uh, singers, type of singers. You know, you don't. Well, a lot of people, sometimes you remember certain songs, like 오늘 같은 밤이면 or 먼 Those are legendary songs. But uh, it, it feels like not many people would really appreciate him as an artist. But I, I definitely understand because, I mean, he's, uh, his demeanor, 
uh, he, he's very short-lived. I mean, he, his, pay, his prime was not you know, long enough um, as Kim Gong-mo or Shin Seung-hoon or right. Song Shikyung. You know, Song Shikyung came way later, but uh, he, he's still very relevant in this scene, right? But L- Park Jong-un is different. Let's talk about, let's take a listen to probably one of his uh, songs that uh, many of our listeners who know Park Jong-un uh, is talking about. Manhunare seems like yeah, uh, a song that a lot of song. people are talking about. Uh, maybe if people hear this, they'll recognize the song and the artist. You know, that um, signature, yeah. very clear and clean and powerful tone. I mean, he. It feels almost like the the really you know famous heavy metal vocalist yeah. singing ballad. You know what I mean? That's I mean, what it sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 He, he's very the, the voice is really clean and clear, um, and and very powerful. So it's highly recognizable. It's just easily recognizable. What? And is, uh, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. If. For many of our younger listeners, or for the first time they're listening to uh, Park Chung-un, if you were, because it does seem like a great voice, uh, he's left great songs as well. Who would you kind of compare him to oh, uh, for like yeah. recent, like, because you mentioned like Song Shikyung, he doesn't seem like a Song Shikyung because Song Shikyung is like super, you know, famous and things like that. Yeah. H- how would you kind of compare him to some of the more modern artists? Like, what, what, what names that pops know. up? This is, this is I, difficult. I think the, well, the, 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 qual- the, the vocal quality, I think the, the, the type will be comparable to um, like, Hayonu or okay. um, yeah, somewhat you know rock oriented <laughs> type of vocal. Like... I mean, he's a he's a king. He's right. a vocal king. <laughs> I, I get it, but um, you know, you you, you can definitely still compare yeah. this voice to to him because I mean, Park Jong when he he was uh, at his prime, the the high notes and the power is it's just uh, well, it was amazing. It's just uh, undeniably attractive, and you know what the. Him and I, the Park Jong-un and I, have a very weird connection. Uh, both <laughs> both of you guys uh, went to school in the U.S. Same school, University of Washington. Wait, he but went the, to that, University of Washington? Yeah, yeah, Husky. But really? you know what? Where, yeah. So he, well, actually, he he's a uh, he's a Korean American. Right, right. Uh, emigrate uh, emigrate to the states when he was nine. Uh, so he went to uh, University of Washington. But when he came back from from the U.S. To Korea, he went to Yonsei University, the same university that I graduated. Oh wow! So, so we, yeah, we graduated two different schools from two different countries. <laughs> That's uh, so. When I did do research on, uh, you know, uh, Park Jong Un, one of the things that stood out was the fact that he was Korean American, right? He was, uh, yeah. he was a Kyopo. But for, tell me I, again, I could be wrong because. Um, at the time, like '90s was when I feel like uh, they started bringing in these like Korean American artists, yes, right? Yes. Uh, but when you t- think about like Korean American artists from like the '90s, you have like Kim Johan, right? That they, they you have yeah. specific artists. They were they were into urban like, R and B, hip hop, right? Yeah. But like, is he one of the very few? And also because of his Korean American background, is this is maybe one of the reasons why he didn't have as much, uh, I guess, uh, exposure. Well, 
I, I don't think so. Because, I mean, before Kim Joo-hwan and Solid or were uptown, the, many Korean-Americans or, um, you know, North American Korean or European Koreans, they were uh, more more of a balladier rather than a dance musician. Like right, Han right. Suji yeah. oh, or yeah. uh, Lee hyun Lee hyun did the fantastic, you know, dance moves <laughs> when he uh, he sang A Dream. But uh, he he uh, he debuted as a ballad singer, and Kang Suji was uh, he, he uh, she sang a lot of uh, ballads, and Park Jong Un was one of them. Hmm. And actually, he came back to Korea in 1989. Okay. So, but the the first album, the very first album uh, released in 1989, was absolute commercial failure. Uh, the the title was Who Me. Uh, the the first album was he didn't receive uh, you know the you know popularity he expected. But he formed this very, um, yeah, this one. This is a Nan Kudemaner Sarangyunna Ba. Yeah, yeah. And was, this was a failure? Yep. It was, I mean, the song was nowhere at the time. I mean, nobody actually knew Park Jong Un at the time of the release of that debut. The music was, was great. But he formed. This interesting trio with other K-pop legends at the time, you know, songwriter Oh Seok Jun and the K-pop legend Chang Pil Sun. So the trio was called Oh Chang Park. <laughs> obviously, Oh Chang Park. It was not a name of new singer Oh Chang Park. <laughs> you know, even at, at the time, the DJ, uh, you know, the call them a new singer. The the the, the name Oh Chang Park, but it was trio. And this song, Lady Chajaomyeon, became an instant K-pop classic that still many people would sing along uh, in, uh, in Norebang. It's a very emotional song. It was uh, the theme song from, uh, from the movie called uh, Goodbye President. Uh, Lee Sang-un, Lee Che, yeah. uh, was the main uh, actress of that uh, movie. The movie was failure, by the way. But the song, this song, um, Still resonates. It's a uh, it's an amazing song. I you know I've heard so far. You know what baffles me is "난 그대만을 사랑했네." You you said that was no 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 because that okay. So all of these songs I'm hearing for the first time, but when I heard "난 그대만을 사랑했나 봐," right now for the first time, I really liked it. There are very few songs where I say from the right get go. I listened to it right away and I go, oh my goodness, this song is really good. And uh, that was in 89, you know? The, so it was really a uh, progressive one uh, at the time. So, but then uh, from this song, from this uh, song, Lady Chajaomyeon, it was just, you know, on the rise, skyrocketing. And uh, in 1991, the song that we all remember, uh, Called Onel Gatun Pamimian was released. Yeah. Became the longest um, number two song, you know, in the history of K pop at the time. What do you mean the it oldest? Never, it never reached number one. Oh, it just kept on going number two. Yeah, it was one of the most popular number two number two songs of all time. That's like when Size Gangnam uh, Style was number two at the billboards <laughs> yeah, for like exactly. the longest same time, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the same as Gangnam Style because of this song. We don't remember which was number one at the time, but we still remember this song as a number two song, but still the one of the greatest 
ballads ever made. Uh, the powerful vocal, the, the you know the, the tender, the sweet melodies, uh, the lyrics, just, uh, yeah, just so mesmerizing. And, uh, that was one of the songs of that year in 1991. I, I, you know, this, you saying this, uh, this really is uh, raising a lot of curiosity for me because. Uh, this song is from 1997, right? And for the longest time, this you're saying this is uh, number two. 1991. Song. Oh, 1991. Yeah. 1991. Yep, 1991. Oh, it's not from 1997. No, it's 1991. Okay, uh, so let's see. Probably first, first solo uh, pop hit uh, for him, 1991. I'm trying to figure out. I, I, I can't think of any songs where you remember the number two song. And not the number one song. At this point, this song, is more appealing than whatever number song that was. Yeah. I, I'm looking at, uh, let's see, 1991, best songs. Uh, the, I, I, I look at one of the, uh, the music streaming websites uh, that give <laughs> you a list of great 1991 great songs. And you know what's crazy right now is... I don't think they even have this song in that list. Really? Yeah, Park Jong-un is not in the list of top songs from 1991. Oh, I, I found the number one song. It's Shin Seung-un's Uyeon-hi. Oh, that's a good song. That's a, yeah, it's a good song, but um, I think, uh, well, to be honest, Onu Gatin Bamimen is way more popular than Uyeon-hi. This, this is insane. I, I'm looking at a uh, certain B uh, streaming site here. And uh, Park Jong Un's song, 1991, it, it's not there. Uh, you have like a bunch of, let's see, Shimshin uh, is oh, here. Maybe. Well, well, the song reached the number one in 1992. Okay. The, the song was re originally released in 1991. That, that, as oh, far as I remember. okay. But the, I think it's officially 1992 hits. 1992 hits. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, 1992 yeah. is, oh my goodness, 1992 is another crazy year because this is when. Amazing. Uh, Sotejua Aider, Gongyeobi, you know, Shin Seung-un. Uh, yeah, it was a Star Wars period. Imunse. Uh, yeah, but but this one, 오늘 같은 밤이면, is still probably one of the most popular 92 hits in uh, in Korean's mind. I I have to do. Uh, I'm gonna have to write a complaint to this uh, company because even in 1992, the list that they made. Uh, oh, there it is. Yes, yes, there it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, 1992. Yeah. 오늘 같은 밤이면 박정훈 in this list. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, the 1992 was a, a big year here. Big year, absolutely. Uh, 1992, yeah. three, four. Yeah, yeah, those three years were amazing. But anyway, uh, so the, this one was uh, was one of the biggest hit. But the 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 song the, was released a year later. The one we already heard, 먼훗날에. It became the first number one song for him. Um, and uh, in 1993, he had another um, hit, uh, So he was pretty consistent by the time, by the 1993, 4, 
and uh, he slowly, you know, getting uh, recognition in uh, internationally as well. Um, he because he sang a uh, some some OST songs, right? And also, yeah. But then uh, he gradually, gradually um, passed his prime, almost forgotten um, by the public, because he never. Um, I don't know. It was you know part of his problem, but uh, at the same time, it was. It, you know the 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 whole scene was shifting yeah you know yeah. from ballad to dance music and that's not his know, forte singer songwriter to idol music so it was not yeah definitely not his strength uh but he he occasionally made a pretty solid hit like uh Pume or um i don't remember uh, other song there are uh, some other song that um that were kind of moderate hits, not as big as Onegatan Bamiman or Manhunare. Question, uh, Young Day, uh, because, you know, I don't know how the music scene was like in uh, the early 90s. Uh, Jaiman says SJ was probably born in 1992. No, I wasn't born in 1992. I was born in 1986, uh, 80s baby. <laughs> but thank you for thinking that. Uh, you know, nowadays, let's face it, there are so many uh, groups, there are so many artists, uh, bands, left and right. Uh, but it's always a certain name uh, uh, artist or a band that uh, really rises to the top, and it's greatly impacted by the music company, the agency, right? Uh, the, the entertainment company that is representing uh, these artists. So, you know, naturally, if, you know, you're from like YG, JYP, Hybe, uh, SM, and things like that, I mean, you're, you're going to be very, very popular, uh, whereas there's so many other artists there in smaller companies, who I think is very talented, but doesn't get enough spotlight. It wasn't like the same way in the early 90s. Is this another reason for why Park jong un wasn't as recognizable as names like Kim gun -mo and like uh, yeah. names like that? I, I think so. Uh, Kim gun -mo and Shin Seung-moon, uh, uh, as you may know, they're from, uh, you know, the same company, Line Music. Yeah. Line Music was the, you know, hit factory at the time. And the management system and, uh, you know, the producing system was more sy systemized than others. So it, Park Jong-un was essentially an individual. Uh, he was, you know, he he had a contract with, uh, you know, several different the companies, but uh, the whole system, you know, in Kayo, K-pop uh, scene in general was not fully systemized or, you know, fully, I don't know, organized or arranged. Uh, and uh, there were... At the time, we didn't have any like accurate, you know, calculation or the calculating system of royalties and other other stuff. So, as a singer songwriter, he had, he definitely had uh, a lot of struggles, and you know, financially uh, and uh, musically as well. And uh, and also, most important thing, most crucial thing, um, was he lost his iconic voice at some point, and uh, it, it it never fully recovered. And uh, that that become his biggest fear, concern, and frustration. He he tried a lot. I mean, that's the saddest part. He tried really hard to be back, you know, to go back to his, you know, the voice. Uh, and uh, so he he prepared. Uh, he was preparing an album before he he passed away, but it never, um, you know materialized it just never happened yeah i mean that, that's kind of like the, the saddest thing to happen to any artist and uh, it's almost kind of like i remember 
uh, Cho Sung Mo, right? Uh, when yeah, yeah, Cho Sung Mo came out in uh, at the time, Muan uh, Dojun's Totoga, right? That they did a special where they brought in all these like '90s, early 2000s artists, and Cho Sung Mo uh, in the live show, he couldn't finish his song. Uh, because he said that he basically lost his voice. He, you know, the, the the company overworked him. He was going through all these concerts and festivals, blah blah blah, making him sing left and right. Completely lost his voice. And we're talking about Cho Sung Mo, a very another very iconic voice and another iconic name in uh, in the Korean music industry. Well, Park Jong Un, you know, uh, a ballad years, you know, Byun Sub, Lee Seung Chul. Or you know, Cho Sung Mo or Kim Kwang Sook, they they became a uh, big star, big stars because of their voices, right? Yeah. So Park Jong Woo, you know, as soon as he lost his that, you know, the the crystal clear voice, uh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough, and uh, another almost impossible. Yeah. Another very sad fact here. Uh, Watson uh, sent in a very uh, long message here, say that uh, he did some, uh, he looked it up. Uh, he was first and foremost, and one of the reasons for why he might have gotten sick uh, is because uh, he was at first uh, charged with uh, fraud for a uh, yeah. Bitcoin company. And then the first time around, they found him guilty. The second time around, they found him not guilty. Mm-hmm. But the media did not cover the news on the fact that he was found not guilty. And so uh, maybe an incident like this really uh, deteriorated his health because I, from what I understand, I think he uh, passed away because of uh, liver issues, right? Yeah, yeah. There was, um, yeah, there was so all of a sudden and obviously the court case and the trial and the tedious uh, procedure. Yeah, uh, as Watson said, that really made a crucial impact on his voice. He's even admitted that the that incidents, that case really hurt uh his voice. Uh not not just career, but his voice. Um yeah, so we we definitely have to think about a lot of you know different issues here, you know, the media and uh, their responsibility. And, uh, and and attitude. Yeah, um, and, and the, you know the other unfortunate thing here is like, let's say even with this news, let's say it was like a bigger name, right? Like uh, King Gamoy, if it was like at the time, if it was like Soteji, <laughs> yeah. then they would have probably covered the news about him being found not guilty. But mm-hmm. again, the the biggest you know tragedy out of all this is the fact that despite his all his legacy that he's left behind, not a lot of people remember him. And I'm again, I'm one of those people that's very guilty. Uh, mm. about uh, not recognizing any of his songs um, but you listen to it and it's just it's just amazing and i'm sure you know people like yourself people like watson and a number of our listeners out there uh, who do remember Park Jong-un mm-hmm. um, it's it's really because of artists like them that uh, you know we have the kind of k-pop industry that uh, yeah, we're sure. seeing right now right uh young day it was uh it was a great lesson uh, again great mm-hmm. time to uh, opportunity for me to find out about this artist that i didn't know about and i'm sure for our listeners out there as well thank you very much for joining us please stay safe and looking forward to talking to you again next week and thank you Park Jong-un, my you know my former husky <laughs> alumni <laughs> there you go you can listen to Korea Now with me, SJ Lee, by downloading the Arirang Radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com. So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Korea time.